Seigneur, je prie pour tout chacun ici présent ce soir de l'utiliser, de le bénir, de le point. Et puis, Seigneur, à la fin, nous te disons gloire, gloire, gloire. Merci, Seigneur, au nom de Jésus et de Dieu. Amen. Amen. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever Amen. Well, thank you all for making the effort to be here. Um, and thank you again for Jordan and Christy being here. Tonight really is about um, a couple of things. One is introducing Jordan, who's acting as our new trustee, as we've all prayed about over the last few months, and his beautiful wife, Christy, and uh, just getting to know them a little bit. Uh, but primarily, it's about building our faith um, together. And we're going to do that through two ways. One is story. Um, and just hearing a bit of their story and see how it aligns up with ours. It was so wonderful last week, this weekend, to be up with Detroit, uh, what's actually called Paradox Church, uh, which is a church they sent out to plant, and seeing so many things like they don't know what to do with COVID. They've got uh, heartaches and joys and stuff just like us, right? And it's just so, so common. We just don't think about it when we're in our own little world. Um, but... Part of our story is because of them. Uh, when I was like 27, Jordan looked at me and goes, you're a church planner. And I was like, what's a church planner? Even though I'd just been to a church planting school. Um, I was slow to get spiritual things. But if there's been any blessing that you've gotten out of the ministry of this church, anything worthy of praise, anything excellent, a large part is because Jordan uh, and Christy were pastoring in Ebenezer Iglesia, a small church in Oak Lawn, Somewhere along the lines, he wrote me a long email and was like, you're a church planner, man. And that started the journey, which has led us here. That was when I was 27 and 40. So here we are today. And a lot of that is because of Jordan and Christy. I love them so dearly. Um, and just because of their attention, because of their affection, because of their wisdom, um, their lives. Like I, I often tell Christy, if someone messes with Christy, then they've got me to deal with. As a fellow eight, she really doesn't need any help. Um, and an exhorter, she doesn't need any help with that. But I just love them dearly. Um, and so part of that, we're going to hear a little bit of their story, um, the story of what's going on up in Ann Arbor, um, talk a little bit about Koinonia and their perspective of like what it looks like to be a part of a church family in different ages and stages. Uh, but then it's also about um, impartation. So I... You can turn there if you like or not, but Romans 1, 11 through 12 is always my heart in these type of situations. I read it when I went up to Ann Arbor, Detroit, when I go to other churches or whatever, and Paul's writing to Romans, and he has this longing to go see them because he hasn't seen them yet. And he says, oh, I long to come be with you that I might impart some spiritual gift to you. And then he also he goes on to say that we might be encouraged mutually, that our faith might be built up. And so after they're done sharing... Uh, I hope to have a time where they can pray for us individually, maybe for the church, maybe get some prophetic words. And then we can all, because we're on the same team, the same family that loves Jesus and wants to see people know him, uh, see our faith built up, our most holy faith built up. And so that's kind of the point of tonight. So 
with that, I turn it over to you all. We're recording this. will be a podcast because, well, we'll see. It'll be great. Um, just so people can kind of hear the story and what's going on. So I'll turn it over to you, man. And if you need other cues for me, let me know. If not, um, it's about 8.15. We definitely want to be out of the Larson's backyard by 9.30 at least. So um, I'll just let you take it from there. Great. Well, such a privilege to be with everyone tonight. We're, uh, we're honored just to be with you. And our, our desire is to, uh, to, to participate in the life of Jesus together. And that's, that's always our desire, anywhere we go. So we just want to say thank you, each of you, for letting us be here with you tonight. Um, I might start us off in, John was just in Romans 1, with Romans 15. And what, what I'd like to do is to go through the list that John gave. I'm going to try to hit those points. And then Jimmy and Chloe, we actually live in the same house. And so I, I like just to do risky things. And so we're going to do a risky thing, which is I'm actually going to interview them. And we have not talked about this. So I have no idea what they're going to say. So I'm going to interview them and just say, with this theme of koinonia, have y'all, y'all have talked about that enough. With this theme of koinonia, what have y'all seen in our life, good, bad, and the ugly? We have five children and they live on the floor beneath us. And basement, so people have basements in Michigan. We have basements in Michigan. And so they hear all the interaction, but it, it's really a great privilege to get to live in the same house as the McKee family because we get to do more shared life together than, uh, than otherwise. Oh, that's a beautiful right there. That's a beautiful interpretation. So we'll, we'll say a little bit, we'll do that. We'll give a little time for a Q&A. Anything that Christy and I share uh, is, what, what do we like to say? A way, not the way. Well, we, like, we oh, often say our, our it's way. our way, a way. Our way, a way. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Cer- certainly not the way. So anything that we're, we share, we submit, uh, we submit to everyone. So let's start here. Romans 15, um, and the way that, one more qualifier, the way that Christy and I like to share is I usually have a little bit of a, uh, framework, and she will tap me, or she'll just talk over me. That is totally permitted, uh, and she will bring an exhortation. That will be the life-changing part. Mine's more just to keep us uh, keep us organized, keep us going. So this is true. This is not, yeah. the real reason why they're here is because Christy's that is, here. That's, that's, very, that's very true. So let me do a couple. Uh, Romans 15. When I think of Koinonia, um, Jimmy and I've been talking a lot about this. It says that the strong are to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please themselves. Actually, it says that the strong, we have, uh, if, you are, if you put yourself in a position of strength, and we're, by the way, we're bonded together tonight, that everyone in here, you have a place of strength in your life right now, whether you feel like flat on the mat, and you also have a place of weakness. And the more that we acknowledge that with one another, that's actually the only place that we can have honest interaction with God and with one another when we recognize, man, thank you, Lord. You have saved me. You have redeemed me. Therefore, I have a place of strength. The Holy Spirit resides in me. Mm -hmm. And I have massive weakness. (laughs) I have both. And if I run to false humility, I say, I'm just poor, pitiful me. I'm just this horrible person. And oh my gosh. And so we don't want to run to false humility and we don't want to run to pride and arrogance. What's our phrase? What do we say? Be, be normal. Be normal. And what we're, not, what we're not meaning by that is succumb to the status quo. We're just meaning don't be psycho. 
<laughs> and we're usually and we're usually meaning that with one another. And I'm I'm just using that as a you know just just be normal. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Strong bear with the failings of the weak. What that supposes is that if you're in a place, and we, we like to think about that holistically, body, soul, and spirit, tripartite view uh, in terms of biblical anthropology. Um, we also like to think through uh, decision-making and time, energy, and money. And so if you, if, you consider, if you put yourself in a place of strength and having lived in Dallas for a decade, I would say that culturally, one of the issues that I faced in my own life and that I observed in those that I was trying to serve is that if you are not strong in Dallas culture, you don't fit. I don't, I don't know if anyone connects with that. Maybe I should say that again. If you're not strong in Dallas culture, you don't fit. And so if we don't have an allowance, and elsewhere in Romans, Romans 12, it says we're actually supposed to associate with the lowly. And so when I'm thinking about Dallas culture, when I was here, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm, if I, if I'm experiencing some type of strength, I hope that I have an outlet with someone else in my, at least one person in my life that's not strong where I can invest in them. But like what John said, we can be mutually encouraged with one another. Tonight, I might be in a place of strength. And in the morning, I, I may just be so low. And so I'm hoping that I'm having these interactions with you and with others where the, str- the strong and the, we, we have the strong and the weak going together. If we build communities where it's strong on strong, weak on weak, it doesn't build the life of God. I don't believe that scripture uh, teaches. I think one of the aspects of Jesus that uh, will be, that is emphasized and will be, I think the Holy Spirit's going to put a light on in these coming days is Jesus as the great high priest. So you think about Hebrews 4, it says that, actually, can anyone tell me Hebrews 4, around 15, 16? Anyone doing? You memorize it, go for it. Huh? You memorize it, go for it. Well, I, I'm actually forgetting it, was why I'm asking. Now nah, we'll, we'll get it. Help, help me fill in the blank here. Just make sure this yeah, is heretical. He sympathizes with our weakness. There it is. So he sympathizes with weakness. So if we're if we're being made, if we're being conformed into the image of Jesus, as Romans eight, Romans eight teaches that we are, then we also will learn to sympathize with the weakness of others. And in a hyper perfectionistic culture that America is increasingly going to, we're going to have to be more like Jesus, as that great high priest, if we're going to actually do the strong bearing with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. I'll say a lot more on that. I'm just going to leave, leave that one there. At the bottom of that, Romans 15, 1 through, when it gets to 13, it says this. It says, uh, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus. He's a great high priest. He sympathizes with weakness. Oh, and he's the God of hope. He fills us with joy and peace in believing that we might abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I've observed over uh, COVID. There's not a lot of abounding in hope. Yeah. That's not, that's in the body of Christ and outside the body of Christ. And I, I believe there's an opportunity, and I want you to share a little bit on hope here. I think there's an opportunity in our koinonia to impart hope to one another through testimony, sharing what God is doing in our life, through listening to one another, uh, through bearing, bearing with the, the different failings, but also celebrating the joy. I mean, that, that, that's the beauty of the body. It's, John already said it's the joy and the pain. And because our culture by and large does not mourn losses, we have something to offer the world that is very beautiful and very unique. 
and that is mourning with those who mourn, celebrating with those uh, who celebrate, and that is a winsome, attractive community. It's, it's who, it's who mm-hmm. Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have great hope for the days uh, to come for the body of Christ because of who Jesus is, because of what he's doing um, in our midst as we express koinonia together. So why don't you give us a little exhortation on uh, just what you've been stewarding in terms of hope. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all hear the word hope, and it's it's kind of like one of those, like, faith, hope, and love, like kind of like a like a floaty word. Is that the right, right word? word. <laughs> you know, just kind of what we floaty. use. And I would say probably a few years ago, I started studying hope. My, um, my mom has Alzheimer's, and she we put her in a memory care facility about a year ago. And so I was struggling with like, okay, where is hope in the midst of like this circumstance? It's very, it's just awful. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, And how do I walk with hope in a situation like this? And once I started studying hope, I realized like hope is actually that this life is not it, right? Hope is eternal. Hope is where we're recognizing that what we're living on now is temporary, but we have this everlasting time that we get to be with Jesus where all is made right. And so when, how do I walk in hope in the midst of like hard situations? It's when I recognize like this, my citizenship is actually not here and on earth, but it is in heaven. And I, later in Hebrews, um, it talks about hope is like an anchor for our soul. And I was thinking of just this season that we've been in with COVID and just the world feeling like, like think of waves being tossed. I mean, have we all felt like waves tossed to and fro in an ocean? Like where you're just like, where am I going? How am I being anchored? But hope is that anchor. Like our hope is not in the virus going away, even though please Jesus, like let us have it go away. Hope isn't in elections. Hope isn't in anything like that. Our hope isn't anchored in Jesus and in this eternal salvation and life with him. And that is how we feel. We stay anchored in these days. And so I just think that part of what we need to rework our mind is, is like, this world, we it, it matters how we live and what we do with our life, yes. And like, I don't wanna say that that's not, but it's so temporary, right? It's just like a fleeting moment. And so how can we be those that bring hope? Like we should be the most hope-filled people in this time, right? Yeah. Like we have hope uh, that like we can bring hope to situations and that's what we should be as believers in a very hard situation. But because we, we, we just, because we are not fixed on the eternal, I think we sometimes are missing our opportunity to bring hope into very hard situations. And so let's, like, just as you study, I really would encourage you to do a word study on hope and just see, like, what is true hope? And how can I bring hope to every situation? That's why I tell Jordan, like, when I hear different things, I'm like, okay, where's the message of hope in this situation? Like, when I, like, have an interaction with someone, I want them to feel, like, spurred into hope, like, and how can I bring that into every interaction that I'm having? Um, So, just, that's just an encouragement with that. Great. That's called an exhortation, not necessarily encouragement. Oh, exhortation. I don't know the difference. (laughs) It's more weighty. Yeah. Yeah. 
So an another thing, and this will get us into, into our story and then hopefully into a short update, is we're big on vision. And we, we encourage everyone to have some seasonal vision statement over your life that whether things are going great or not, that you can articulate. So the guys that I'm investing in right now, this is what we're working through. What, what it, give me some type of uh, statement, identity statement that can focus you in terms of vision. So for, mine, for me right now, uh, th this is mine. You can, one of my favorite things to do is to steal other people's things like this. So feel free to steal mine for a little bit. Or you might think, no, that's a horrible one. I would never do that. <laughs> uh, great. So then use it to go the other way and make, make a great one. Make a better one. Make a better one. Mine, mine is, um, I am a, uh, I'm a man of peace who enforces the kingdom. And the reason that that's significant to me as part of my testimony was having a great lack of peace in my life. Great fear regard, regarding the future. And yeah, for whatever reason, peace was not a marker of my life. And so I recognize the grace of God in my life, particularly in that place of peace. And so I, I can confidently say, that's God at work in me. Hmm. I'm a man of peace. And I, I like the word enforce, who enforces the kingdom. I take that from Matthew 16, where Peter's given the, the keys to the kingdom. Uh, lots of different theologies on, on binding and loosing. Uh, where I land on that one is it's basically I'm, I'm permitting or I'm not permitting something. Uh, and so if I'm doing, uh, help me out with the, uh, whatever you bind on earth, you're bound in heaven, where you loose on earth, loose in heaven. And man, I, I wanna participate in that. I don't want to be a passive victim. I don't wanna be entitled. I just wanna be who God has made me to be. Mm -hmm. And that, that would be my desire for all of you. I, I, I find that, you know, we read John 15, vine, branches, that whole deal find that one of the places of greatest fruitfulness is when confidence in our heart and who God is and who he's made us to be, when we simply live that out with consistency, we can look back a decade later and be like, whoa, I can't believe that God actually produced fruit out of my little life. That, that is, I'm, I'm shocked when someone like John says, oh, you, you influenced my life. I'm like, that, sh that is shocking to me. But, it, but, it's, but it's evidence of the grace of God. And so as I've gotten older, I've started to actually expect, wow, God's going to, he's going to do something, but I, I need to stay just refreshed. I need to stay in the word of God with my mind renewed on who God is as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I would love to actually spend the whole night uh, on a really old word called perichoresis, probably my, my favorite word. Uh, theologians use this to describe the relationship uh, between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it is the most hope-filled, exciting thing that I've ever discovered because we're actually made in that image, in that, Im that beautiful image of God. He delights in himself. There's joy. There's no sin. There's no darkness in the relationship. And we have that capacity. I mean, come on, that can preach right there. Yeah. Because we have, the that, we have that same capacity in our marriage relationships, in our friendships, yeah. in our koinonia, to actually image forth the glory of God in that way. Come on, man. Like, that is absolutely amazing. Thank you, Lord. That, you know what? Let's just pause here. Lord, we just worship you. We worship you. That, that's who you are. We give you praise that you are a father. You're a father to the fatherless. You are, a, you are fathering us right now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your fathering love. I pray right now that anyone that is present tonight 
that needs a just reminder that you are a good father, yes. uh, that you are faithful, you, you come through. <laughs> Thank you. You don't, you don't break your promise. You never yeah. have. You've never broken. You have never, ever broken a promise ever in the history of ever. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. We yeah. thank you for a, a surrendered, laid down life. We thank you uh, for uh, your intercession at the right hand of the Father. We thank you for uh, your, uh, your plans, your purposes. Thank you that you have given us such a model uh, of how to live. And thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. And we, we repent for any ways. I would just invite you to do this in your heart. I'm just kind of going here. Any place that you have grieved the Holy Spirit, any place you have hardened your heart, any place of active sin, of just willful rebellion against God, we, man, the, repentance is a gift. And we, choose, we just corporately right now, we, we, we repent of not believing what the Bible has said about you. Uh, and we, but we return to you with great joy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We, we don't want to grieve you. Uh, we don't want to push you away. We want you with us. Uh, and, and we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Your name is Emmanuel. Thank you yeah. that you are with us. Yeah. 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 Ah, right. when we are feeling, uh, anyone feeling alone right now, Emmanuel, yeah. would you just touch us yes. <laughs> uh, with the reality of Emmanuel? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That was, that was easy, right? I'm, I, I'm just walking through. That's who God is. That, and that's, that's like a, such a small portion of who he is. That gives me, that, I'm, I'm just reminding myself. To yeah. me, when I read in the Bible where it says, David strengthened himself in the Lord, doesn't say what he actually did. But I think about, I think he reminded himself who God was. And then human problems looked very different. Our perspective changes on when we see who God actually is. That is also a gift, a gift of grace. Jordan, can I interrupt you real quick? Of course, anytime. So, what's the fancy word that describes the Trinity? Oh, perichoresis. Adam and Annie, I just don't know if you see all the like connectedness from all the things that we've been talking about, as far as identity and purpose, and then how we're wired for relationship, and then koinonia being this thing, the gospel that we've been given and we share in together. And so, I want to interject real quick, Christy. What is the five things that we are following? Oh. Our, this is our vision for our church. We, we always make people put our hand up. We practice following Jesus together. So it's the we and the together that are, and then practicing following, following Jesus. So, Jenny, this is like literally what we've been saying for the entire year. It's a year of discernment. It's a year of the body rising up. It's a year of us seeking and discerning together, following Jesus, like every person has a place at the table. Every person has a voice to be heard and strengthened and weakness. So when Christy said that today, that's, that's the enemy. I'm just kidding. Those, those bless them. But anyway, my point being, I was like so refreshed. Like I was like, oh my goodness, we are practicing following. I don't know how we say we it versus them. But it's the same thing we've saying. is like we're learning to follow and worship Jesus together. We want to become a body that we actually believe that Jesus Christ somehow is like here and we're following him. Yeah, Jordan's talking, Christine, Christie's exhorting and so on and so forth. But like, we believe that we're doing this together. Yeah. And I was so encouraged by that because we hadn't talked about that at all. And so anyway, I just wanted to kind of point that out for you two, just all the things we've been... Oh, nice. 
Yeah, I think talked about characteristics. Yeah, Bro, you need to get it. I'll send it to you. some big words that I don't remember. I don't know if it's But it was cool that you put, you said, like, we have that capacity to do it within relationship. Because I heard it, and I was like, that's so cool that Jesus, Holy Spirit, God have that. But, like, I have that. Sure. And that was Let's just, let, you know what? Let's just do something fun. Let's do something fun. I'm, I'm, I'm up. I'm, I'm up for. Did you have caffeine? Huh? A uh, margarita. I'd go for it. Yeah. <laughs> he is one of us. <laughs> um, okay. Let's 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 do something fun. Christy gets claustrophobic, so we can't do this with her. Um, but we could do. Oh, we got to do the mask wearing. It can still be fun with mask wearing. That's that's fine. Um, so I need I need I need well Trinity. I need three volunteers. Kaiserman. Thank you. Which kid? That kid. No, right? John. I actually both both occasions would be great. Yeah. So come come on come on up, and you you can, whatever. Just you get John John get John get over here. Okay. Okay. John one here. John two over here. I can be the guard. Okay. Great. Okay. Great. Great. Michelle, we'll use you in just a minute. Oh, I thought Mich- I thought you need. Some we're gonna need all of you. So just okay. right right now, just just a triangle. Okay. We're just having fun. We're just having fun. Okay. <laughs> No, you're, you're, you're about to have a class. I hope you dance. <laughs> Actually, Prairie Princess means dance of delight. So, very good. Nailed it. So, within, if you picture this being the Trinity, this is not the Trinity, but picture this, picture this being the Trinity. Um, I, I just want to look, look at each other like you like each other. Very good, very good. So, this, 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 this is actually going to make you happy. Eternally. Eternally, there is the pouring forth of delight into one another. If you're right here, if you're a parent, so one one thing I'm, I, I I often I make sure I get this on the podcast. I often feel like a horrible parent. I don't know if you uh, connect with me on that, but what I what I find transforms my parenting is when I delight when I communicate delight to my kids. Mm. And I wish that I did it more often than I do. But when I do it, they light up. Mm. Yeah. Because it's how we're wired. We're actually wired to receive delight, but most of us have learned to receive rejection, standoffishness, and indifference. And when we see that God actually, he delights in himself. It's amazing. Pouring forth joy, honor. And there, there's, there's, never, there's never a look like that I'm piecing out. There's never, yeah. there's ne- it's, it's full acceptance. Okay? Now, that's, that's this. But this is no one's actual reality. No human being besides Jesus, fully God, fully man, has ever experienced this hmm. because of sin. So here, so here's how this works. Uh, we're gonna mix. We're, well, we're gonna mix metaphors, which we don't want to do because that's confusing. We don't want to be confused. So y'all, Trinity, sit down. Thank, thank the Trinity. <laughs> okay, very good. Now, now I need three more Michelle. Come on. Up. So I need Michelle, and then uh, here we go. And actually, I will. How about this? I'll, I'll, I'll be in the middle. And then um, we're going to need, so you come over here, and then do you have a spouse? Fiance. Almost. Um, fiance. Fiance. Good night. Come, come on. Come on. Good <laughs> night. Foretelling right here. Uh, it's going to happen. And then uh, uh, Chrissy, come on up. Okay. Now, here, here is, here's how God designed this deal uh, to work. Picture that I am a, a child. So God's intention for formation, this is my opinion, is that. He composed the thing so where you've got a husband and a wife that nurture a child. And so when the child looks at mom and dad, what they see is a reflection of what we just saw in the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Delight, right. honor, acceptance, joy, I love you, you're secure, 
And this is, I call it a formation haven. So God's intention is for little guy here to, every time I look up at mom and dad. You're a little guy? I'm a little guy. Yeah. That I'm getting, they are, they're reflecting back to me God's reality. Yeah. So when we read verses in the Old Testament, like Zephaniah says, God rejoices over me with singing. Some people get this tattoo. It's wonderful. Actually, we should all, you know, make it put on murals. I'm actually receiving that just purely from, from that is God's intention. Now, he also gives us, let's say, that you're my sibling. Okay. So I have a sibling relationship if I'm in a family with a sibling. Uh, and the same thing is being uh, reinforced to me. And, it, and this is going, it's going back and forth. But the thing that I'm growing up in formationally is that I am receiving the same, the same stuff from a sibling. God also, out of his goodness and out of his grace, he provides friends. We're friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christy, Christy is my best friend from junior high, high school sweetheart right here. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's true. It's true story. Again, rein, reinforcement of the same thing, meaning everywhere I look, around me, God's intention yeah. without sin in the system, what, what kind of a person am I, am I going to become? I'm going to become what the Bible calls an arrow in the hand of a warrior mm. that gets shot out. Why? Because I'm going to have a super secure identity. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not going to face problems. But man, so that, that's God's original intent. But again, this was no one's story. No one's story. Why? Because there's no perfect marriage. And there's no perfect, there's no perfect parent. And so we know the statistics that a lot of, many people, and perhaps some of you, you grew up with a dad that wasn't in the home or a dad that was in the home but wasn't fully present. Actually, there's no perfect dad. So we're all bonded together in that reality. So let's just say that you're going to represent that. So could you um, actually just, just turn away, okay? So now when I'm looking for that acceptance and that love and that delight and that joy, Maybe mom is giving it to me, but then I get, I'm, get, I'm very confused. Is, is, did I do something here? What, what's going on? Are you following me? And unfortunately, same thing in our friendships. Things don't always work out, right? So maybe you just, uh, uh, halfway is good. Yeah. So, so again, what this is creating is what I call formation gaps. And this is where lies start to creep in yeah. to, our, to, to our life. And then sometimes, I forget what you were, you were, you were a friend. I friend, she was a sibling. And sometimes, you know, friend, you have friend fallout, can you just go sit down, I'm not rejecting you, but if you could just I'm go sit friend. down for a second, example. Wow, now I've got this massive, I've got this massive space. This is where the enemy gets a, has a heyday. And this is what happens in every single person's life on the face of the planet and why we need the church. <laughs> because what happens, the grace of God comes in and where I have these gaps then I could, I, could, I could ask any of you to come up here and you could fill this thing back in. And so what is happening in a small group setting, in a discipleship setting, is the formation stuff that every person missed. There is reformation. Yeah, there is amen. recreation. There is new creation. And that, to me, I don't know if there's anything more hopeful as a parent and as a human being, but that, but that the stuff that happened to me growing up, I am not a hopeless victim for the rest of my life but I can invite people into my family uh, like, like we have, and that, that's one of the mechanisms that we try to do to make, make disciples, mm. to not, not saying we have, Christian and I, we have, we have like less than 1%, like a point oh 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 percent something percent of what we have of the piece of the pie to put into people's lives. But because our conviction is that this is how everyone is operating, 
we believe that by the grace of God, that if we have people to make our little bitty contribution, that as he brings other people into one another's lives, that, uh, that, that the heart uh, can be can expand, it can, it can heal, it can learn to Amen. trust again, and, then, and that I am then shot back out to influence culture. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, th- thank our friends here. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Okay, so, <clears throat> vision, identity, formation. What I said was we like to, we like to have people live with a, a vision statement. I also love to put my wife on the spot in these settings and ask her what our marriage vision statement is. So on cue, what, what, what would you say? Ours is. Oh, uh, our vision is to encourage, strengthen, heal yep. marriages, families, and generations through hospitality, mercy, and um, wisdom. Is usually wisdom. Yeah. 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 So what that does, that doesn't, con- you might say, that's kind of constricting. It's kind of confining. Oh, my gosh, you're, you're so mechanical and legalistic. Mate, pro- probably so, actually. Probably he, so. He's a three, so he's achieving. <laughs> there, there, there it is. But that was actually not hard to come up with. We, we, prayed, we prayed together. We actually have a document we can send you if you want to do that. We actually encourage any <clears throat> couple to do that and uh, uh, go back over it. Because what we have found is that for couples that will live with a sense of missional vision, and they'll stay low in humility before the Lord and say, God, we believe, we think this is what you are, you are, we think this is how you have made us. We think this is part of the reason that you have brought us together. And we think there's actually impossible purposes that you have called us to that we can't do apart from you. We want to do it with you, not apart from you. Would you help us love one another when we don't want to do that? Would you help us stay faithful to covenant, covenant with you, covenant with one another? And would you do above and beyond what we can ask or imagine and what we have found is that God opens doors for us to serve others together out of that place of a shared missional vision. Anything you want to say on that? Yeah, we, um, we, but you can do this even if you're not a couple too. It's just asking God and figuring out who he created you to be and living on with a vision for what God has called you for for a season. We have one as a couple for, you know, I mean, it's been it for at least 10 or 12 years, but maybe it'll be our whole life. I don't know. But our encouragement too is, you know, it says without vision, people cast out restraint. And I just am such a firm believer. Like life goes by so fast, except COVID. I mean, obviously it feels like that. Like it's like so slow. Um, But in general, like life happens and you're just like, oh my gosh, another year just went by. Another year went by. And have any of you just thought like, man, I wanted to do this thing. And maybe you have like goals for your work. Like, oh, this is my goal I'm going to do for my job. And so you're like making those goals. But then the rest of your life, like, it's kind of like, well, just whatever happens, tyranny of the urgent, like, I'm just going to deal with whatever's before me. And you're not really making progress in what God's actually called you to do as an individual, a couple, a marriage, a family. And so Jordan and I have found that we have to have vision for what God's called us to in each and every season. And I really felt like, so coming into 2020, you know, 2020 vision, y'all know if you have bad eyesight, like, oh, okay, we're the year of 2020, it's gonna be a year of clear vision, right? But then it's like COVID happened and it's like, wait, everything feels really cloudy, I don't understand. And I feel like one of the things that God encouraged us with was like, I am recalibrating you 
to have your right priorities because has anyone else realized like 2020 also kind of showed us like where are our priorities or like things are a little off like maybe I you know whatever you might not have experienced that but I felt like God wanted to reorient our priorities to give us clear vision for what he has called us to and so I just want to strongly encourage you ask God what is he calling me to and how can I like what am, are we going after in this season and like have vision and do things to like make progress towards the things that he's called you to because the, the reality is if not you're just gonna float from one thing to the next and kind of just do whatever culture or whatever your friends or whatever is like just the next thing ahead of you and so like even with our kids like we're like uh, we have kind of a theme that we go after like with each season of like, okay, this is what we're gonna try to like really impart in them in this season. Because I, when I was, when we were, yeah, I mean, we're, I think we're like middle-aged parents now. We're middle-aged parents now. <laughs> is that what you call yeah. this season? Is that right or right now? Is that what we're called right now? I know. I I'm like, what? You're not young parents, but you're not old parents. I think that's where we are. no man line. Um, but anyway. Lorraine is 35. Yeah. Well, our kids are the same ages. That's what, so that's why I was asking. Mm. But, um, Um, but it's like I was like oh guys we got to work on this thing we got to work on this thing we got to work on this thing like I got kind of overwhelmed of like every just be at peace oh yeah Jordan does not like me to use the word overwhelmed yeah just be just be at peace I was um and so (laughs) I I be normal yeah um, and so, but, so I was like, okay, what's one thing that we can have vision for to go after in this season versus thinking I need to fix like 5 million things with my kids. So that's just a, a simple example of like asking God what, I mean, we're about to get to the new year. Like there really is something about asking God, what do you have for me as an individual, as a couple, as a family, and let's go after it so that we can accomplish the things that God has specific God has created specific good works for you to walk in and you will miss it if you don't partner with him in the things that he's called you to so that's just my vision thing wow okay I'm I'm, I'm spur on so I'm gonna spur you on to the interview part Great. ask him about the koinonia that part and then even if we have just have people get a chance to ask different things of you before we go so I want to just for the sake of time, direct that a little bit. But you brought them for a couple reasons, but even tonight saying, um, what's it like living life together type thing? So I'll let you take over the interview portion. Yeah, so that's actually, I'm just going to, so Jimmy and Chloe (laughs) McKee, uh, great, great friends, new friends. And we have lived in the same house now since August. Is that true? Yeah. And... We, we live in the country, uh, out in the country with cows on a dirt road, and uh, it's great having friends to, to live with. So let me just put you on the spot. What, what observation, again, good, bad, ugly, have you made? But, but remember, I am quasi your boss, so um, <laughs> make, 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 it, make it the good. <laughs> no. no, be real. Be, yeah, be real, be authentic. What, what have you observed just in our relating? Um, may, maybe, how about this? Let's start here. I, I, I brought Jimmy and Chloe in. So Christy and I do a horrible phrase, but a great practice. It's called a mirrored staff meeting. And so I, we, we want to give them 
everything that's been given to and most of the things that we have has been given everything actually has been given to us and we want to give as much of it away to them because we want them to run further faster etc so maybe start there and then move out from there great so jordan had been talking about this thing called marriage staff meeting and i'm like wow it sounds really intense and i don't know that i want to do that <laughs> i think we're all right you know we're fine and uh and so our oldest just started kindergarten this year. We were, we were dropping her off for for school. I had a certain expectation, which was uh, we're going to drop her off and then we're going to go home. Chloe had a different expectation, which involved more hanging out and Talking being sad. People, on first day of school. Yeah. yeah just no, I, everything you could possibly do, I wanted to do it. So just different off. expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and which I was assuming. And so, yeah, we're assuming of each other. So that didn't go well. Uh, and I came back home. I'm like, Jordan, I need you to tell me a little bit more about this thing you're calling marriage staff where you, like, talk about the week and what, who's doing what and what you're expecting of each other so that, because I thought I didn't need that, but actually I probably did. And so we sat down and got, we just watched them. And so they got out their calendars and literally just, very, very exciting. <laughs> yes. I mean, it didn't, actually, really boring. It wasn't exciting. No, it's true. It's very boring. Very boring. It was very exciting because, like, oh, I can see how you can do this, and it's helpful. Um, so they've just invited us into their lives, um, just in things that are done well, and then just in doing life, and things that are just done without perfection, just to be able to see it, right? Because we have this idea. Most. <laughs> we have this idea where you read Acts 2.42 through 47. Everyone's sharing with voluntarily with each other, and there's prayer together, and there's forget. And we can get really idealistic about it. But then when you actually start doing it, and people are, like, doing things that are bothering you or offending you or hurting you. You've never. Which no, no. Been the wow. Un- unoffendable hearts. <laughs> exactly. So, so we started this thing, uh, Shine Like Stars initiative, where you, you know, for the month of November, let's not grumble or complain from the Bible. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Jordan. This is his last week. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, com- I'm trying to help out with certain role at the church. And so I'm, I'm saying, I'm starting to complain, really, that's what I'm doing. And I'm like, I said, well, I'm not really, try- I'm not complaining, I'm just trying to say something. He's like, well, of course, because no grumbling or complaining. <laughs> and it was this lighthearted thing, but it was actually like, oh, I'm glad you said something, cause, because that actually holds me to something. Or it actually puts a level of accountability mm. to this thing that I signed up for. Mm-hmm. I said I wasn't going to grumble or complain, but if I'm just in my own world and no one's holding me to that, I can be completely ignorant of, of what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, where my heart's going, where it's not going. But in a simple, yeah, actually, it's just funny you say that because you kind of are doing that. I didn't feel offended. I did feel tad convicted, and I was a little bit in denial. I think I said, no, I'm not. But afterwards, it made me reflect, like, oh, actually, that was helpful because we're in community together, right? We're we're actually trying to grow and follow Jesus together, and I needed that mm. piece of that little poke to say, "Oh, this is something." There's there's a there's a there's a tweak here, you know, because we're because we're oriented in the same direction. But yeah. Anything? Oh that yeah. You would say? Sure. One thing that I um, it's interesting. So J- 
Jimmy is a little more extroverted. I'm a little more introverted. Jimmy um, loves to just, he'll just pop up and say hi. And I'll be like, they want you up there? Like, you do ask? I don't know. It just seems wrong. They have a, they <laughs> like, have a big basement. Yeah, and, and so, like, we live in the basement, and they live, and what I noticed, though, is that there's always, that I'm learning around them, is that there's an openness, like, open door, like, not like we could just walk in any time, but, like, there's this level of, it's a heart posture that they have that says, you're welcome, and you're accepted, you're safe, and whatever you need, what we have is yours, you know? And it's like, even though I tend to be like, you really don't have to, it's fine. <laughs> like that, I'm like learning in, in this weak place of mine where I'm like, oh, I'm that, where there's this struggle of feeling like, oh, am I really accepted? Am I bothering you? Am I a burden? You know, like, and it's so like, it can be self-centered actually. It's like, oh wait, look at how they're living their lives. They're like, what, what can we give? What can we offer? You know, so I'm just learning that from them. And it's actually shaping me to be like, how can I do that for others? How can I open my life up? How can I say what I have is yours? You know, and so that that's something that's been influential. Mm. So thank you guys. Oh, you're yeah. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> so that that there's one more thing I want to say, and then you yeah. take us to wherever. Paul says this. <clears throat> he says, uh, Church Corinth, we've opened wide our hearts to you. Now you, in like return, open wide your hearts to us, suggesting that they were they had closed their hearts in some way, right? Yeah. They that their did. hearts were not, they were not open. <clears throat> and I think that's part of the work of the gospel through koinonia, through living with one another. Like Jimmy said, I'm an idealist. So I read Acts 2, 42 through 47. I went to a missions conference when I was 20. You wanted a little bit of our story. And I heard them talk about living with drug addicts that tried to kill people, but they got saved. And Jesus was transforming them into people that didn't kill people, but like loved people and so I wrote the person a letter in this part of Hong Kong and said I have no skills Uh, I'm serious Jackie Pollinger Pollinger, if you if you know her group Um, but I'll come and wash floors if I can just be part of your community because the stories I'm hearing are stories of transformation I need transformation but I would also like to be an agent of transformation Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to do it and I would actually like to see it and what and what it what what happened what began happening for me is out of I recognize I have a very closed heart, closed heart to God, closed heart to others. I could say whatever I wanted to. When you start when you put yourself in the pressure cooker of relationships, that's what bubbles up. Yeah. And so you know the grumbling and complain. The only reason I can say that to Jimmy is because I've had people say it to me, and and I I recognize my own tendencies to just grovel and you know just be in, be in a pit. And like, yeah, we, we, don't need, we don't need to be up there. But the, I, here's what I found with what Chloe is saying. The reason that Christy and I try to open our whole life is not to say, look how neat we are. We don't think we're neat. Like, like she said, most of our life is boring. <laughs> you know, pe- people get, we mentor them, you know, until they, they get married. And then they're like, oh, but our life, you know, we thought it would be more exciting. And Christian and I are like, I don't, we don't know what you expected. Like, most of life is it's not thrilling. It's not this exhilarating deal to do the same thing most, like, day in, day, in, day out. But you stay consistent with it. You find joy in that, yeah. in God and, and in the process. And that's when, that's when we can smile. Yeah. And that's when we don't have to be bah humbug uh, about, the, about the deal. And so it's, it's a, I'm opening wide my heart 
And then I, as I do that, what I find is that other people, you don't have to, Paul was telling them to open wide their hearts because I think they had issues that needed to be open. But I, I have found that if you live with an open heart, and when you start to see it closing, you're like, hey, Lord, what, what's you? it's usually a place of pain. And in that, in that famous Psalm, I think it's 139, search me, try me, O Lord, see if there's any hurtful way in me. In the Hebrew, it's if, see if there be any way of pain and lead me in the way everlasting. Like, don't let me stay there. In my pain, I, w- I want to find you. Usually we close our heart because of pain. So there might be a place uh, tonight, if you have a place of pain, you hear anything that we're sharing, you're like, yeah, but you don't know what's happened to me. I don't. And I do, I do weep and grieve with you over those places of pain because they're very hard. And cer- certainly recognize that. And if, if another human being saying that, I believe that the heart of God uh, breaks and weeps with your place of pain. But we want to we want to find God faithful in that place because we don't want to live with a closed heart. When we open the heart, it actually invites other people to live with the open heart. You hear what Chloe said. Hey, I'm experiencing you know some measure of of acceptance. Okay, I, I can. Okay, there's there's an openness. I want to do that for others, and that's that's what happens. It's like when something real. I'm telling you, I used to, I used to be a morose, sullen, downcast, dejected, feeling all the bad things, <laughs> Ho- hopeless, no peace. You're like what? Christy, wow, you got you got a winner there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait to stick with him. But God changed. But God has changed my life. Yes. And so, therefore, I want to, even when it's sticky, and even when there is pain, rejection, loss, fill in the blank, I want to keep going because I'm like, no, this is this is real. Doesn't mean doesn't mean it's easy. When Jimmy says Acts 2, 42 to 47, the ideal. If you're anyone else an idealist in here, any other, any other, any other idealist? You know, you can, you can read it, and you're like, well, I do list. Well, man, people come into the Lord daily. Hallelujah. Hmm. That's not happening in your life. Well, you, something's wrong with you. Sin, sin in your life. Or, you know, or, or this would just be, heaven would be flowing through you. No, no, no. You know, like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's stay with the thing and not just throw the baby out with the bathwater when one portion of the deal uh, is, isn't, um, isn't working. Keep our heart open to the Word of God. Keep our heart open to to one another, find God faithful um, in places of pain. Anything else you want to say before you're done? Okay. Yeah. So I want to turn it over to y'all and um, just see what connections you're making with our own journey and fo- what is it, Christy? The fight? We practice following. We practice following Jesus together. Because that's what remember. That's what this whole year has been about for us. In the middle of COVID, we're like, we want to live now, not later, not after it passes. So I'm wondering what observations do you have that connect to our body, maybe through us individually, but like us as a church family? And then like what questions do you have? Because again, this weekend, I think uh, David Mass and Kyle Abishan came with me and they could just see like, oh, we're, we're not like crazy or like off our rocker. Like church is pretty normal. There's comings and goings and highlights and lowlights and heartaches and and joys and sorrow, all this stuff in between. So I just wanted to see, A, what are y'all connecting to their story to us here on the ground? And then B, maybe what questions you have just on perspective. And then we'll just see if we have any like things we can pray for uh, to close out. So what connections are you making? And then what questions are you having?
gather, then that should resonate. So I just found that really to bring it all together of like, we should look different in this year. And it's convicting if we haven't been and we should start looking different than the rest of the world. Good. Yeah, I have one thing. Uh, the verse a lot of times John has us read, uh, which is just highlighted between y'all's story. So I just want to read it out loud and see if that connects and do anything with us. It's uh, Romans 12. It's going to be the message version. It's going to be so simple. It goes, here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, Place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it. You fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. Developing well-formed maturity in you. Just kind of at that beginning when it says, taking your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, placing it before God as an offering. Just kind of hear y'all's story, how they see it. Uh, it's cool. I love how you, I love how you said, you know, we don't have this extraordinary, exciting life. I'm sure you. But just hearing you say the ordinary things in life is how you're ministering and changing who you are and who they are. Yeah, just really resonated with that. It's great. So, great. Thank you for sharing that. What else? What other observations, questions you want to ask him? So yeah. I know like we could speak truth, but I don't know if you have tips like practically how can we 
That's a great question. I, I don't I don't know if I have a great answer. I mean, y'all y'all think about. It. Let me just tell let me tell a story. Uh, yeah, be a brief story. So we we recognized um, this scenario uh, in a friend's life, and so we invited them to live with us. And um, what we found in that life on life deal, it was there was a higher cost to it. It, it was inconvenient, different scenario. I'm not talking about Jimmy and Chloe, by the way. <laughs> because this is, this, is a, this is several years ago. Um, so there's a higher cost to it, but what we found was sticking with it for several months, there, there was a lot of up and down, and you, you jump in here as well, but at the end of, at the, end of the time when the, when the individual was moving to moving on, um, you know, there, there was a place of basically she shared, you know, here's, how, here's the scenario when I arrived. It wasn't always easy, you know, doing this deal. But, I, I mean, help me out with the language, that, that kind of that last I, what, like, what, what would you say happened over the course of that time? Well, there was a gap in her growing up of her parents not being how they should. And even though she, she might have pushed the buck a lot, because that there's her own pain, which all anyone that's experienced that gap is going to have pain, when you stick with someone and show them the, 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 I think our role is to stick with them, stick with people, show them the Father's love. And um, sometimes that doesn't mean like looking, like sometimes that's just, I mean, you're not going to discipline someone else, but sometimes that's saying a hard thing like, you got to pay your bills to make it in life. Like you can't just forget to or not ignore this. Like sticking with someone on the long haul, telling them the hard things, but loving them through the process helps them have this new rep. Like helps them rework what their parents didn't do. So I think that it's loving people enough to be with them in the nitty-gritty of life, but also give them a higher vision of, like, where they can be and um, and walking them in the process, not just pointing out, oh, you need to learn how to pay your bills, but, like, actually, we're going to open the envelope and we're going to help you write a check for the first time so that you can pay your bills. Does it, so is that what you're wanting yeah. to Yeah, so I think it starts with the invitation. You know, think about your own, how does your life change? Jesus invited you. So we made an invitation. We said, you don't have to take it, but we made this invitation. And the feedback that we received was, when that invitation came, she communicated to her child, we're gonna be okay. Wow, just off of an invitation, that was, there wasn't a yes or a no. And then in the midst of it, there was the, there was the sticking with it. And so I think you, you invite into your life, you do not have to, I don't think you need to invite into your, I think you're at home, or your residence, your apartment, wherever you live, I think should be, I think my biblical conviction is our home should be open. I think that biblical hospitality, um, that we, I think we have an obligation to practice biblical hospitality. Again, does that mean that you need to take in, I've taken people in and they've stolen our most valuable things and there's wisdom that I didn't uh, use in my, in, in, my, in my Dallas days and Robin can probably test to, uh, test to some, of those, some of those times. Um, but, you know, Jesus, John 1, full of grace and truth. So I find that when we invite in 
and we lead with grace and we do not neglect truth in their lives. That's when, when I'm listening to Kirsten, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, it was, there was grace, but, there, but there, was, there was truth. Some of you are more inclined towards grace, grace. Some of you are more inclined towards truth. Jesus had both. So whichever one that you find that is harder for you to operate in, that might be a place of talking to God about that, asking someone, hey, you know, it's, I'm not very grace-giving. I want, to be, I, want, I, want to help, I want to help fill in these gaps. I can invite in, but I have a tendency to just hit people over the head with the truth, and, and their life isn't changing. What's going on? Well, there may be a lack of grace. Hmm. Or you may be like, oh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm super gracious, but I have a hard time bringing the truth you know, into the thing. Everyone in here, you know, you're strong in one of them and weaker in the other. Okay, that's great. You're a human. Yeah. But if we practice following Jesus together, we can all, I, I, I can grow light years in this area. But it might be invitation, grace and truth, sticking with it. Thank you, guys. One more chance. Any other questions you got or any other things that um, is like a takeaway for you personally? Um, part of that, that's Romans 1, 12. So they're, they're built up too, like even Adam, you reading the verse. Like take it, it's just normal. We're like choosing to take our everyday walking around life or eating and drinking and working and placing it before God and then doing that together. And so that that was profound for me. I'm glad you tied that in. That will be in the notes on Sunday. So, but anyway, anything that, like any questions for him? I, you can stick around for a little bit, I'm sure, and ask them questions about, you know, big theological questions, vision questions, whatever else. But Mo, you're raising your hand. Yeah. you be thinking about your observation from that party the other night? Right, right, up, right after this, you, you want to take a shot? A, per, a particular hurdle or obstacle to Koinonia? I, I, I think one thing that, uh, well, I guess this would be not a hurdle, but something to uh, combat it would be creating a culture of honor among the people that, like, we are have that our our community and so um helping people feel like when we are looking to honor the people that are in our midst we're looking to build them up we're not looking to nitpick and tear them down about every single thing i think that creates this like community feeling trying to celebrate wins even if they're really small jordan's really good at that honestly i sometimes get frustrated at how releasing he is and how like he celebrates i'm with you john right what oh well, what? He, he released oh he me. does yeah. Yeah, yeah he does that with you yeah and so sometimes i'm like oh my gosh but i think it creates this culture where people feel safe to they feel safe to risk things and um and to try and fail and that's okay because you're still being loved and we're going to honor and encourage you and so um i find it really it's hard but um if you can create that culture of how we treat one another from the like beginning then i think it seeps into all things and then you know you kind of deal with it 
um, as it comes, deal with things as it comes. Would y'all, what would you? Let, 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 let me jump one I'd say gossip. Um, most people will say that money, money, impropriety, obviously no one's going to vote for that one. <laughs> Sexual morality, uh, no one's going to vote for that one in terms of, hey, let's build our church around those things. It actually, gossip, if you talk to church leaders, is the most insidious in terms of deteriorating because it's such a common practice in our culture to just uh, uh, to slander authority uh, and to talk about people behind their back. It makes me very emotional because um, <clears throat> it's very challenging when you, when you get that thing going. So if you see that in your own heart, usually you don't know you're doing it. Uh, I'll, I'll give you, this is great, since I've got the mic here. We, we, we do a practice called a de-logging, a de-logging exercise. Out of uh, Matthew 7, there's three firsts in the Sermon on the Mount. First, lay your gift to the altar. Go be reconciled to your brother. Seek first the kingdom. Before you are going to do, uh, you know, go take the speck out. First, why don't you take the log or the beam out of your own eye? Uh, I've found that help. That's been a helpful practice for me. So uh, 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 de-logging, y'all, y'all, you'll, you'll see this soon. And then, and, and then you just ask people, you send it out, you email it. If you want, if you want to get three back, you're going to have to send about 10. Um, you know, and so then you get it and you got four different questions. Hey, what do you see in my life? Things like this. What do you see in my life that God's doing? What do you, what do you, what's a blind spot that I might have in my life? And anything else you want to say? Every time I give it out, I do it as well. And um, that's been helpful, you know, and just keeping you, keeping you honest. So what I hear you saying is one of the obstacles is kind of a critical spirit or um, even gossip, like within the body. Directly gossip. Directly gossip. Directly, specifically. That's, that's been the, like, in terms of pastoring, planning churches, trying to serve other people. When I talk to people, usually there's something that's gotten in there. Where, where did that start? Who knows? But if you create a culture of honor, then you're going to hold your tongue more often than running your mouth. Sometimes it's just good to shut your mouth. It's a good word. Come on, <laughs> The party. Oh, yeah. Did you want... Yeah, so what you, you observed the party the other night on, on the deck, and I felt like maybe there would be a tie-in to that. Sure, yeah. So what, what's kind of cool with tie-in, which you probably didn't plan, was this party was the party of sending out this this woman who was also the same woman that, that he was referring to earlier that came in with a lot of issues, uh, sending her out to be a missionary uh, to another country. And... Um, and what I, what I witnessed, so we're coming in from the outside, just kind of making our way into this community. And what I witnessed was a level of honor, like Christy was mentioning, and vulnerability to in honoring this, this woman and, and how she's impacted different people's lives. You know, in, in ways that were surprising for, for me. I'm not, I don't know her, I don't know them, but wow, you really impacted this person's life and they're acknowledging it publicly as we send you off with the blessing. It was very powerful. For about an hour, this circle of, of friends and the church, it was just the church really, was was gathered honoring her, her son, and, and the impact that they've had on her life and telling stories with fondness of, of what it's been like. 
so I think to answer that question, what I'm thinking is just like the letting yourself be known and letting yourself be vulnerable in spaces where where it's challenging. When that's done as a church, in small groups, in big group, in whatever in whatever ways, yes, it's risky because now I have information that could be used against me, which creates more wounds and hurt. And, ah, I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to hide. I'm going to shut down. And that is just not the way of the kingdom. It's not the way that God has for us. In fact, the healing, the freedom comes in, in first letting ourselves be known by God and knowing Him, and then in community, letting ourselves be known by, by the people in our life. That's good. Thank you. Go, bud. Thank you guys for started just like you know in the midst of where you just like start worshiping God and you know get loose and touch you know touching and connecting like you know just really awesome and you guys are so humble and very open and, uh, and it's a great night especially for me just want to thank you guys so I, I want to transition we're, we're doing okay on time but I just want to see if y'all have anything like if you see anyone here and you have a sense of a prophetic word or an encouragement um, or if y'all do as well um, the cool thing being in Detroit um, with David and Kyle um, so we did I did something similar and like had a kind of a teaching exhortation whatever it was um, and then we were just like the graciousness of the Lord was there and both David and Kyle, we got to participate, and there's mutual kind of like words of encouragement. So even for y'all, as you look at them, um, you know, words of encouragement, prophetic words, whatever you might get, I want to open us up to that. And our time's a bit short, so I, I wanted to see if y'all had anything you wanted to share for any individuals. Same for y'all. And I'm sure they can stick around for a few minutes, around the fire, go out the side, just if you have other questions you want to ask them as trustee um, for this chapter that's coming up. So... Um, Y'all like, like Chloe, start. Chloe, yeah. Yeah, so while, it's crazy. While I was, um, before we came here, I was praying and asking the Lord, like, what do you have for this group of people? And he showed me this picture for all of you, and it was this picture of everyone here um, standing in front of a, um, a race line, like at the, at the starting line of a race, and kind of, prepa- like, preparing, like, you know, those, those weird things you all do, yeah. And um, the Lord was saying, um, there's this level of, like, basically, he said, the, the victory happens before you even get to the start of the race. It, and it comes through unity and being a team. And I feel like he's calling you guys to be a team. Um, to prepare yourself that there's no lone runners. Um and when one falls behind, you go back for them. Um, that you cover each other. Yeah, so, like, I was, like, just thinking, like, it's be- he was saying, it's better to finish strong and united with scars to show that you suffered together than alone with a trophy at the end. Okay? So you need, you need to be a team. So that's, I just feel like that's what he's calling you guys to. Um, to love and cover each other. Sorry, this always happens when I get worse. <laughs> so, yeah, 
like just prepare like and do that through honoring each other and covering each other um yeah yeah and then i i also felt like there's um no that god will make up for lost time and um nothing wasted nothing wasted so um but also i did feel like there's an invitation for a man here i don't know who um like i felt like god was saying that god's really um it may be more than one but god's really invested in you and he's committed to seeing that you're carried through this season um and he's invested in going deeper with you but there's an invitation for you to go deeper and be more invested even here in this group um in that that um he's inviting you to be more invested that there's um uh maybe even like a fear of giving more of yourself into into this space being more free um to give and i felt like there was even possibly an invitation to prophetically um give money in some way to show give a have a prophetic act of generosity to show your commitment and your investment because god is investing in you he's inviting you to be more invested here and more present so i don't know who that's for but yeah so there's three things so let's let's just kind of test it so on the you said a man or possibly a couple men yeah and so as she's sharing that, what we're looking for is just kind of a sign that, that the Holy Spirit's kind of moving. And, and oftentimes what I've seen that to be is like, she's talking to me, and she's not, that's the Lord. And so I'm wondering if there's anyone that's kind of feeling like, like a spotlight's kind of shining on them a bit. And so, because I, I wouldn't want to miss that opportunity just to pray for them and then come back to that first word you gave as well. So, is anybody, any dudes... It's, it is vulnerable, but yes. it's a risk. Yes. I think there's been a lot of things, like, you've touched on a lot of different topics tonight, but I feel like a lot of them have been things that I've been thinking about, so even going back to the vision of hope, yeah. thinking about hope, I heard the song on the weekend, you know, we will feast in the house of Zion, and I'm thinking, like, we're going to feast, yeah. you know, God's making all things new, like, all mm-hmm. hope, like, I'm going to be with Hagar on the water, and, like, Yeah. And like, and and they, and we can be like not optimistic about your mom's memory situation. Like God can yeah. do anything, but yeah. there's yeah. not a lot of optimism. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, but together, right. you know, we we just need each other so much mm-hmm. because we're gonna suffer together. So when you said suffering, because I've been thinking about that, like how much we have to be together as we go through yeah. hard seasons, however they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. one thing that I've loved about this. Any other dudes on that one? That's how we say it down here, call them dudes. <laughs> Does anybody think she's talking about somebody specifically? We can just call them out right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, That's how we I'm test it. Try- uh, yeah, I'm not trying to test it. It was almost like more invitations. 
Yeah. Imitation. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the kingdom works. Request. <laughs> I'm hearing Mark Cuban. Anybody else? Um, so I want you to go back to your first word, team, starting together. And you said it's more important to get to the end well. And it's also, he'll make up for losses. And it's better to have us finish together as a team than have a trophy. Does that sound anything? Did anyone tell you anything about where we're at as a church? No. Well, I mean, no, it was kind of, no, I heard like one sentence about Just like. John's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just literally, I don't know. I don't know like, what, you, I don't know any specifics. I'll yeah. just say that. I don't know. I Does that sound anything like what we've been through? John, Mark, you're shaking no. That means yes for Mark language. <laughs> Speak to it real quick. Like, encourage her. Like, where have we been? What do you identify? Like, what do you lay hold of in that thing? Like, I lay hold of the lost time, almost to the point of emotion. Um, like, even, you know, my break, you're like, there's been loss. Friendships, everything. There's been loss. And you're saying, what I hear you saying is, like, as a team, which we've talked about a lot, of, like, how do we do this together? And it gives me hope. So I just wanted to see. I think that was great. But anybody else? Um, so the vulnerable piece. So I feel like Oscar and I have talked about um, that we came to, we joined Normandy after John's break. And um, like we came in like kind of naive, like didn't really know. You know, it's like, oh, you came after the break. Like, oh, John was back. And we're like, we don't even know what y'all are talking about, truly. Like, we walk in like it's normal. Um, and we, so that's been about a year now, and we've been talking, like, and praying that the church will be able to, like, move on from that, like, actually, like, leave that season and, like, move on to the next, because it's something that gets brought up more often than, like, we was like, and I, like, I would like everyone to actually move on from that, and when you said, like, we have not lost time, and then the fact that you just confirmed that, like, that's exactly what popped into my head of, like, the church is exactly where it's supposed to be right now, with John's break included. Like, we need to keep moving. We need to move that, like, in the past. We're here now. The body, like, that is here is meant to be here. The people that have Come left on. that it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And then we need to move forward and run the race together. So I think that was spot on. Right. Amen. Good. Good news, I picked up, similarly, as Alexis, just that, like, the victory is we are at the starting line. Michelle, I'm getting old. Can you talk? I like the part about like going slower and like not leaving people behind, having some scars, and that's actually better than like being there first and getting scars. Because that's usually like kind of Can I say something? 
I think, too, when I hear y'all talk about, like, the beginning and kind of her word and kind of going to your koinonia, like, how do you develop that thing, I recognize, like, that's where the culture and the values of, like, who do we want our team to be, like, in are we, are we functioning, kind of like what Brian's saying, this vulnerability and, like, no, not, like, how are we going to be as a team? Are we going to run together? Oh, oh sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> John's on fire. Fire of the gospel. But I just think, like, thinking about, like, a, a new beginning, like, maybe, re, and, you know, we've talked about vision, but, like, asking God, like, as a team, who are we going to be? Like, what's the culture of our team, like, going to be? Like, are we going to, how are we going to treat one another? What's it going to look like walking in that, like, koinonia together and so that we can all have this, like, way that our team functions together which you probably have but like just a re-up on like our team values and our team culture so that we're really functioning in this koinonia together as we're running forward so I submit that to y'all and you're running anybody else just in response to that part I don't know how you pray that as we close, okay. but yeah. Do you got anything you want to share, my friend? No pressure. No. Well, good. Anything from you? I would just tack on to Mo's deal very briefly on, you know, the, the connection between your home life as an individual, a couple of family. Um, I've found that when there is you want to call it the health of the house that does that does um, it bleeds out into the broader community that you're a part of and that could be your small group community that could be the the church uh, at large and conversely the places of dysfunction and uh, lack of health also bleed out and so that that might that would be a challenge that I would I would leave you with either as an individual uh, a single couple a family uh, you know holidays I think are a great time to do an inventory personal inventory hey how, how are you doing on that on that health stuff not as a way to bring shame or condemnation but if you're gonna do a re-up you have to start with doing an inventory and um, again connection to Brian still on, on hope I think it's one of the most hopeful I, I, I love like the discipline of the Lord oh you know like I fear God I fear God. The judgment seat of Christ, I actually anticipate with gladness in my heart as a, as a place of reward, seeing Jesus, um, etc. The discipline of the Lord, I can't live without. So when I do that inventory, it's not like, uh, you know, it's more, I want to be more like you. And if there's something that's not like you, my conviction is my own sin, the, the, one of the greatest lies is that my sin has just affected me. It's never true. It's always a community event. <laughs> my sin this is a community event. And whether that's my sin of unbelief or something else. And so doing, doing that inventory in community, do it with a brother, do it with a sister, um, like what John is leading us in tonight, test that thing out. I, but I, I just wanted to make that connection. There is a connect between the personal life, the home life that goes out into the broader community. 
Well, praise the Lord. Thank you guys for being here. And what I'd like you to do, Chloe, if you don't mind, if we'll just open your hands, it's kind of like a posture of just kind of receiving. And if you'll pray that, yeah. you don't have to pray, you just go, yeah, girl, and just pray for us a blessing, and then we'll all say amen and go home. Yeah. Well, Lord, I just thank you for this uh, beautiful church. Lord, we just thank you. Uh, I just pray right now for just your impartation of mercy and just the ability to uh, live open-hearted with each other, open hearts to you, Father, to you, Jesus, to you, Holy Spirit, just under, um, just understanding and receiving from you, God, um, so that we can better be in koinonia with each other, Lord. I just ask uh, for a grace to just begin to be vulnerable with each other and to allow ourselves to be even more known and allow our needs to be known by each other, Lord. And I just ask for um, just that <coughs> grace to allow weakness to be seen and allow Christ to be our strength and allow each other to um, come around each other. And I just thank you that this group here is a team and that they have been through things together and um, that you've been training them up um, for uh, this time and this season. And... Um, we thank you, Jesus, that you, uh, you're the coach. <laughs> and, uh, Lord, we just, I just thank you for each one, Lord, that each one has a part to play and a strength um, uh, to bring. And uh, I just bless them as a team and as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Um, if you'll pick up the stuff and help Brian and Raina as much as possible, just kind of get things situated. We'll get out of here, and if you do have any questions you want to ping them with, there she's an eight, so if you need to tell them to leave the backyard or you do it, but if you want to ask them any individual questions, that would be great. And so, love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Linger. Yeah, linger. Oh, he gives us permission to linger, so we can do that. And then we'll be at the Kelly's house on Sunday and online. Um, so, hope to see you one way or the other. Love you guys. <laughs>